Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. And I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. That is where you go for honesty and integrity. When you are looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, they can hook you up no matter what it is that you are seeking. They will find the vehicle that best suits you and your family's needs. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. America's top-rated sportsbook. Listen, there was some pretty interesting stuff with one of the local sports betting situations here in Tennessee. You don't have to worry about any kind of issues that may have befallen another gambling uh, gambling sports or sports gambling app over the weekend. That's why you use DraftKings Sportsbook. That's why you use the promo code A to Z Sports. I'll tell you more about what they have going on for you as we get further and further into the tournament. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the best in the business here in Middle Tennessee. Your dream address without the stress or sell your home for more with the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Primetime at GaryAshton.com. Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They will hook you up and get you in your comfort zone. It was a beautiful day, beautiful weekend here in Middle Tennessee. You want to make sure that as we get more into the beautiful weather and things start to warm up, that your AC is functioning properly. Okay, here we are tonight with a situation that I found very interesting. So first, I want to get your Two Rivers Ford take. Because I was looking at, I was going through Twitter this morning, and John Ledger, who you guys know, you know, normally normally a, a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat writer would not be as popular in Middle Tennessee as John Ledger is. But because John is one of the founders of the Draft Network and has since moved on to Pewter Report, we have him on to talk about draft stuff an awful lot. And he's one of the best talent scouts in the business, certainly working in the media. So I saw John's tweet today, and it was talking about pass rushers. This is from John Ledyard at Ledyard NFL Draft. Almost one week into free agency and the formerly great edge defender tier, many of them still waiting for a home. He lists Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, Ryan Kerrigan, Carlos Dunlap, and Everson Griffin. Five name brand uh, historically good pass rushers who are still available out on the free agent market now that we're about a week into this thing. And so it got me to thinking today that the Titans really don't need to be done in free agency unless they think that they're going to be able to secure a player who can back up Bud Dupree and Harold Landry and can provide them adequate depth on the defensive line, on the outside uh, of their of their defensive formation, they can go out and get one of these guys for pretty damn cheap, given the fact that they're still out there. Some of these guys are taking visits, and they're not getting they're not really getting a lot of bites. But in a situation like Tennessee, where where depth, you saw how important how how far off a cliff you can fall when you don't have guys to back up the dudes who are going to be starting your defense. This is a year to go out and find that stuff to help bolster your worst worst uh, position group or your biggest issue area last year, which is the front seven, which is the pass rush. By the way, he, Ledyard does not include in his name Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, Ryan Kerrigan, Carlos Dunlap, and Everson Griffin. He does not include 
Geno Atkins, who was released by the Bengals, and he does not include Jadavion Clowney, who I think maybe does not, neither of those guys I think really factor into, you know, as John describes them, the formerly great edge defender tier, um, given that Geno's an interior guy and Clowney's, you know, 28. Or, actually, I don't even think he's 28 yet. Um, if I am, if I'm getting ready to turn 28 in July, maybe he's 28. I think Jadavion Clowney just recently had a birthday. Anyway, I'm lumping Clowney into this group just for the sake of conversation, because I think the Titans can still do some work to bolster their front seven. That's why I want to know your two rivers for take here on a Sunday night. Who is the best available pass rusher? The Titans can still add in free agency. Your two rivers Ford take courtesy of the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Of the five names, really seven names, adding Atkins and Clowney, of the seven names that I just gave you, courtesy of John Ledyard, who do you think is the best option that the Titans can still pursue? Because I think there are, it's clear they're not really interested in paying substantial money for a wide receiver, uh, given what the depth of the draft is looking like at that position, much less so, in the uh, in the uh, edge rushing d- defensive end like dominant player um, market wide receiver man no more pass rush says Darius listen Darius uh, you had 19 sacks last year Darius look at me in the eye you can never have too much pass rush don't you ever complain I don't want to hear I don't want to Darius I don't want to hear a damn word about your third down deficiencies when you are in here on March the 21st telling me that you don't need more pass rush? Darius, baby, what is you doing? (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. Like, you can always add more pass rush. That's wild to me that anybody in here that watched the Tennessee Titans last year would be comfortable saying, no more pass rush, please. Okay, your Two Rivers Ford take. Who is the best available pass rusher the Titans can still add in free agency? Clowney, Justin Houston, Geno Atkins, Ryan Kerrigan, Carlos Dunlap, Everson Griffin. Those are the names that we have listed for you here on uh, Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. Those are the guys who are available to be had right now. While you guys weigh in on that, uh, I can tell you about the fine folks who present the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night on the primetime show. It's Two Rivers Ford. I hope that you took advantage of the uh, the weather this weekend, and I hope that in part you took advantage of the weather to go test drive one of their new 2021 Ford vehicles. Ford Bronco Sport F-150 electric Mach-E Mustang. Go test drive them in Mount Juliet. I'm promising you you will not be disappointed. In fact, you will be blown away. It's not even just if you're looking to, in the near immediate future, make a car purchase. It's not about that. You're doing your due diligence. You're trying to find out what you may be interested in on down the line. It doesn't have to mean right now. It's okay. That's why you're going to go to Two Rivers Ford because they're going to tell you the exact same thing. They're not going to sell you a car as soon as you show up on the lot. They're going to walk you through the process. They're going to find out what makes sense for you. They're going to find out what makes sense from both a functionality standpoint and a financial standpoint and make sure that you are comfortable with the car buying process or even just the car search process. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. They've been doing it with honesty and integrity for nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Or you can go online and do the whole thing online if you so choose, like so many of us do, at tworiversford.com. 
What of the uh, the remaining pass rushers? I listed them for you: Clowney, Houston, Atkins, Kerrigan, Dunlap, Griffin, Melvin Ingram. Those seven guys. Which do you think that the Titans? Or I mean, we've had somebody in here tonight, and forgive me. The comment uh, I, I you guys make some at Darius said uh, I'll pu- I'll throw it up here on the screen for us in the if you're looking if you're looking at me I guess it's in your bottom what is that the bottom right hand yeah that's my right hand it's in the right hand side of your screen Darius says wide receiver man no more pass rush Darius I think you may be absolutely alone in that department but I'm never going to distur- discourage you guys from commenting if that is how Darius feels he is entitled to that opinion. I think that opinion is insane. I think that opinion is asinine. I still love you no matter what, Darius, but you are out of your damn mind if you don't think that this team could use more pass rush after all the problems that you had last year. Twin, iTwin number two says, I like Kerrigan. Avery agrees. He also likes Melvin Ingram. Jason Harkey is interested in a little Justin Houston. Billy Scott and Stephen Crozio on YouTube says, I don't care if I get criticized, I say clowny. And I feel like I I have been very loud about this throughout the course of the offseason, saying, you know, clowny's going to take a little longer to get healthy. It's going to be a prolonged offseason again. You don't know what the medicals are going to be like. He's coming off a meniscus tear, on and on and on it goes. But here's the thing. In the time that I have formulated that opinion and said, hell no, don't bring back Jadavion Clowney, what did the Titans do? They went and found the, I would argue, the second best pass rusher available on the market this year in Bud Dupree. They went and signed him to a long-term contract, so you know you got him in the fold, and you have stuff there to build upon. Now, instead of the stuff there to build upon, or really even more of a stopgap last year, instead of that being Vic Beasley, it's... Bud Dupree, and you're in a much better position than you were last year, than you were, than you were what, a month ago with the pass rush situation. So, Stephen and Billy, Kenston says, I would go for Clowney, though. I, I feel like a lot of people are justified in saying that, but it's all about the financials on Clowney and when, you know, where he is medically, right? That's the biggest thing. Excuse me as I take a sip. You have to consider where he's at me- medically and that it won't just be, you know, it won't happen probably until the end of next month, if it happens even that soon. Remember, uh, it it was it was Kentucky Derby weekend, and I can't remember when the Kentucky Derby got pushed off to, but it was sometime in the middle of the summer. I remember I was out. I, I, left, I left my office for about 30 minutes because I knew the clowny thing was coming down like that weekend. I'm sitting at a friend's apartment. I literally had just gotten there. I'd been working all day. And as soon as I got there, the clowny news hit my phone. I think it was Mike Garofolo. And I was like, I got to leave. I got to go home. I got to get ready. I got to write. I got to do all these things. But it was in the middle of the summer, right? It was it was damn near, if it wasn't July, it might have been August, if I remember correctly, because it pretty well it pretty well carried us through the vast majority of the non-sports COVID shutdown. Uh Darius just laughing. It's okay, buddy. I still love you. You're you're allowed to have your opinion. We had no rush last year, says Matthew Johnson. Well, you didn't have no rush, but you had 19, which is not acceptable. It's always one dude, says El Boogie 808. Uh, for the money, Kerrigan. Money doesn't matter than Dunlap. Can play outside or even defensive tackle on passing downs. I agree. 
Corey Smith would rather have the corner from Pittsburgh. I are, are you talking about in the draft or like a free agent corner? Because I'm I, I I can't think of the dude coming to mind. He on that dog food box is Chris. <laughs> Chris cracks me up in the comment section, man. He's a trip. I, I want Kerrigan says C Smith 0607. Ryan Dodd on YouTube agrees. Dustin Honeycutt says Clowney for seven million. Here's the thing. Um, I would be down for today beyond Clowney. I will, uh, I will let you hear, in fact, from the guy who I, I think would be my first choice if the money is right. And what I will say to you, Dustin, is now with voidable years, like you just saw with Jayon Brown, where he's saying it looks like a three-year deal, but it's actually a one-year deal because of the way that that contract is structured at 22 and 23 in the way that Jayon Brown's deal is formulated. They void if he's on the roster basically by Tuesday, uh, the fifth day of the new league year. I will say to you that uh, I would do Clowney, but $7 million in terms of cap hit? No, thank you. I would probably go at about three, any, three or less, which would be, you know, what is that, a quarter of what he was making last year, $12.75 million. If it's three mil or less, sign me up for Clowney. If not, Go get me a Ryan Kerrigan here on Facebook, here on A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. You will hear from the pass rusher that I have selected in just a moment, right after I remind you about the fine folks at Gary Ashton Remax. No matter where it is or who it is that the Titans end up going after now in free agency, Bud Dupree is going to find his home through the Gary Ashton team because they're the official real estate agent of the Titans, and Bud's going to be around. For quite some time, Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, they put me in my dream address without the stress in downtown Nashville. I was at, I was out for a walk today. I walked to the gym because uh, my fat ass needs it. And I was passing through. So I was passing through the neighborhood. Some guy, some guy waved me down and I was in my neighborhood. I was feeling good. My neighborhood is the best because it's right by the Titans practice facility, equidistant to Nissan Stadium equidistant to the 104.5 The Zone Studios, and my man Gary Ashton hooked it up for me at GaryAshton.com. Find your dream address with Gary or sell for more if you are in the market to do so at GaryAshton.com. Ronnie Sneed says, Clowney ain't taking three mil. That's a joke. Well, you know what, Ronnie? That's okay because the market says that he is probably not going to be able to find, I would be shocked if he found more than seven from a very, very pass rush needy team. And it would certainly be on a one-year deal. And there would certainly be huge, it would certainly be hugely incentive-based because you can't trust his health right now. So yes, $3 million may sound like a joke, but if it's uh, if he's reasonable and they structure it properly and it looks like Jayon Brown's where maybe, you know, for games that he's active, he's making, what what is Jayon making? Per active roster, active game day roster bonus it's something like 1.25 million a game. So all he has to do is be active. And that's a great way to structure it if you're not sure if the dude is going to be able to play. That's why my first and foremost pick would be Jadavion County. I just was trying to figure out what what uh scheme and what I wanted to be a part of. And I knew when I was with Rabel and uh Houston, I was all pro, second team all pro and three Pro Bowls with him. So I was saying in my head, I think I can do that with him in that, in that system. And the system worked well. 
That is the only time that we spoke to Jadavion Clowney. It's unfortunate because he's a good at talker. Excuse me while I take a quick sip. Here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, the money, the money would have to be outrageously low. Uh, honestly, Buck, I think any one of these guys could help this team with the pass rush depends on the money, says James Tatum. 100%. And that's why I'm saying I absolutely lowball Jadavion Clowney. I said that because of possible pride on Clowney's part, that's all no hard feelings. But no, no, Ronnie, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that in terms of hard feelings. I, it's it's a good back and forth. You guys, you guys can argue. Listen, you guys can you guys can shit talk me if you want. You can uh, you can tell me that my opinions are dumb. We're not taking it personal in here, baby. It's just us having a discussion. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, the market's going to be pretty oversaturated with guys like this. Now, Clowney's different. He's a former first overall pick. He's 28 years old. He's got knee problems, and the other guys are in their early to mid 30s. And they prob- he probably has at his top, I mean, there's no question, at his top end, if he's right, exponentially more talent, more ability, all manner of uh, of things that he could provide to a team that would supersede Ryan Kerrigan, Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram. Uh, who were who the other names that we listed? Uh, let me double check. Forgive me. Uh, let's see. Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, Ryan, Ryan Kerrigan, Carlos Dunlap. Everson Griffin, we threw Geno Atkins and Jadavion Clowney into that list that John Ledyard made. But what I'm saying is structure it properly. Give him a $3 million cap hit. Give him a per-game active roster bonus like you did with Jayon. Create voidable years. So it in, in reality, it's a multi-year deal, but you void out the uh void out the additional years and do like you did with Jayon Brown. So that it's really a one-year deal, even if it looks like a three-year deal or a two-year deal or a four-year deal, whatever. Tom Brady just did the same thing, and it saved the Tampa Bay Buccaneers $19 million. You can do any variety of financial gymnastics to make something like this work, to make sure that Clowney gets his money, even if the cap hit isn't high. There's a thousand different ways, as John Robinson and Ben Marino and a lot of the executives across the NFL who are doing deals this offseason have shown us you can make this stuff work if you want to keep the dude around. And I think there was there are good incentives to uh, Wyatt Ray is better than Clowney. He had more sacks as Alex. And Alex, that's dumb. Listen, you got so much worse when Clowney wasn't on the field. And I understand that the sacks weren't there. Don't box score scout him, okay? Look at what happened with Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons... Uh, became substantially less impactful because Jadavion Clowney was not out there attracting attention. Look beyond the box score, Alex. I understand that the box score is the easier way to do this. One guy had sack. One guy didn't have a sack. One got one got paid, you know, whatever. I, I don't know what Wyatt Ray made last year. I can't imagine it was terribly much. Um, and the other guy made $12.75 million. And you're sitting there looking at that saying, you know what? What the hell? I just paid all of this money, and the other guy got one sack, and he's you know he's a he's a former undrafted rookie free agent. That's not the same thing, Alex. Your pass rush is exponentially better. Don't give me Wyatt Ray is better than Clowney. Go watch the. I mean, you you have to you have to know better than that. You're just saying that to be argumentative, and that's okay. You're allowed to be argumentative, but that's also completely and totally asinine. Uh, no, he didn't just say Ray was better than Clowney. Lol. I mean, Wyatt Ray is one of the reasons that you finished with 19, 19 sacks because he couldn't get sacks, and maybe Clowney doesn't get the sacks either. But whatever, he's creating for other people, and if he's not the guy that you're leaning on heavy, because Bud Dupree is. It's a no, I mean, it's not a no-lose proposition because every, you know, last offseason, everything blew up in your face. So I can't say that it's a no-lose proposition because there's always things that you can't predict. 
But honest to God, I mean, if the money's right and you structure the deal properly, it makes so much sense. And if not, go get Ryan Kerrigan. I love Ryan Kerrigan. I love Justin Houston. I think that Melvin Ingram, eh. I think Carlos Dunlap, eh. I think Everson Griffin, eh. Geno Atkins, you really don't need him because you have Danico Autry. We just threw him in there for shits and gigs. But, like, you could do a lot worse than any of those guys as a fourth or fifth option. This is why I think the Titans need to go out and address this further and not rely on the draft. Bolster it as best you can if you can make the finances work. That is what I am telling you, your Two Rivers Ford take, my Two Rivers Ford take here on a uh, here on a Sunday night. Griffin and Dunlap aren't outside linebackers, says C. Smith. You don't – he's saying they're 4-3 defensive ends. Again, Chris, don't, you're not married to any one scheme. Like the thing that the Titans do is versatility, front multiplicity. That Mike Rabel says that so much, it should be drilled into your brain. Doesn't matter what the hell it is that they like, what their scheme fit is. You tailor the scheme and deploy them as such. It doesn't, don't get caught up in that stuff. Like we are, we are in a, in a position, at least in defensive football or a, a time period in defensive football where you're adjusting formations snap by snap because the offenses are doing so many different things. Um, so you are deploying any number of players in any number of fronts. Sometimes it can get overly complex, as it did for the Titans last year. That can bog down. Drink if you've heard this before. In fact, I'll take it. It's not a shot, but I'll drink because I've heard this before. Communication. I'm drinking mostly because my throat's a little dry, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't get married to scheme fit. That's Rabel and, and, uh, and Bowen's job. If they don't fit what they want to do, or they can't find a good way to deploy them, don't sign them. But if you can, and if you think you can get creative, don't get married to 3-4-4-3. Three, four, four, three. You run all manner of different fronts. And yeah, a lot of times you're running two down defensive linemen, two outside linebackers, but like that's not always the case. We are Basketball has become more and more positionless. Now, football is not going to become positionless. I wouldn't say that at all. But you can do, you can do all, especially defensively, you can get all manner of creative with all different types of dudes. Don't get married to just put him out on the edge because he's a 4-3 uh, defensive end. That's not the way that that's done anymore. And if it is, you're behind. Uh, front multiplicity, lots of fronts, not good at any time to simplify his tight life. Also, that can be so. That's, again, that was a problem last year. I told you guys that many times. The players did too. Uh, shut up about front multiplicity, says Tyler Musson. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your last name. That's not a thing. Don't be playing uh, left outside linebackers at defensive ends that are blocked out of the atmosphere. Tyler, uh, that's what they do. It's okay. Not that specific thing is what they do, but your whole, the, it's not just playing dudes out of position. Tyler, you're not going to play dudes out of position. You're missing the point. Listen to me. Tyler, your one job is to listen. You're here to, and, and kind of watch. I mean, not kind of watch. This is a video show. Your two jobs are to listen and to watch. And thirdly, which is probably more important. So here, let me, let me reprioritize for you. Participate, which we love that you do. Your comments are always welcome. Listen and watch. I'm not saying play dudes out of position. Tyler, stay with me. Okay, keep up. I'm saying play dudes, sign dudes who you think you can do stuff with. I'm not talking about playing them out of position. 
Front multiplicity isn't about just playing a linebacker at defensive end or a defensive end at linebacker. No, dummy, it's about confusing the quarterback. Front multiplicity is the only way the defenses survive anymore because the quarterbacks are too damn good. Confusion, disguise, deploying dudes all over the place. Why do you think all these linebackers are wearing 40s now? Because quarterbacks are used to seeing safeties and defensive backs wearing 40s. And you guys, you got dudes coming up from all over the place in blitzing formations. It's not about playing dudes out of position. Stay with me, Tyler. Think outside the box a little bit. Don't get married to these to these conventions because Madden only allows you to play certain defensive fronts and dudes in certain defensive fronts. This ain't Madden. Get creative or get left behind. And I think, honestly that the disguise in the front multiplicity is the only redeeming part, really the only redeeming part about Vrabel's defense last year because it created so many turnovers that it really kept you in these games when your defense sucked out loud. Confusion, multiplicity. You don't know where where dudes are coming from all over the formation. That's how this shit works. (laughs) I feel like I'm yelling. I love you either way. TJ Watt plays defensive end for multiplicity. It happened with Roberson. I'm not talking about Roberson, man. I'm talking about Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry. Give a shit about Derek Roberson. Okay, what do I care about Derek Roberson? What did Derek Roberson do last year? Nothing. Go get somebody better. You know? I got you, bro. 34 outside linebackers, 43 defensive ends. Cannot be on the field at the same time. Period. O-line will dominate. Uh, QB will have too much time to pick the secondary apart. Uh, that's, you know, okay, great, Brian. I basically just outlined the exact same thing. Stephen A. Rising over here says juice box six, seven, six. Listen, I would never compare myself to the, to, to the take God. Okay. I love Stephen A. Smith. Not because I care, you know, I care about the stuff that he's saying, but because nobody is better at the performative art of yelling and screaming into a microphone than the take God, Stephen A. Smith. All hail. <laughs> and what, you know, listen, Stephen A. Smith gets paid really, really well. If I can make what is, what is the, I think he's making like $10 million a year at ESPN. That's good business for everybody. The fact that Skip Bayless at 69 years old getting offers between Fox and ESPN for $8 million a year. Hell yeah, I'd do that shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, the zone and A to Z. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm making two salaries now. So your boy's taken care of just fine. But the fact that those guys can make north of $10 million Hell yeah, I'd do the Stephen A. Rising bit. <laughs> and the good part for you is it's natural. This is just how I am. I just yell and scream, and uh, and this is how I get things done. Uh, you'll see some nice screenshots in the coming days, Buck, says Buck Ellie. That's good. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Max Cristiano says, Kerrigan has Titan written all over him. I uh, Yes, very, very much so. Uh, 100% that is the case. Skipping Stephen A. Smith of the worst thing to happen to sports media. Says Hilm Donald. Um, you know, the numbers would say otherwise, Hilm. Like, I understand what you're saying. Argue, uh, Debate culture, sports debate culture uh, is dumber for sure. But people watch. What are you going to do? Let's move on uh, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday. Let's talk about Isaiah Wilson. I didn't want to lead with it. I don't want to spend too much time on it, honestly, because like for what? Um, but I want to know what your guys' reaction was, because I was on the treadmill yesterday when uh, when uh, Isaiah Wilson got cut by the Dolphins. And I had a, two different reactions about an hour of each other. And if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know what I'm talking about. 
But I want to know what your reaction as Titans fans seeing the Dolphins cut Isaiah Wilson three days into him being basically on the roster. Uh, let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, on Twitch TV. We will discuss it at length. Let me know how you feel uh, about uh, about the situation for Isaiah Wilson because I did find that, you know, I found that, you know, I'll tell you in a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. This is why you don't make brackets. Brackets are dumb. Stop wasting time with the brackets. Go gamble instead. It's a far more efficient. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes you win big, though. And that's why you go to DraftKings Sportsbook. You use the promo code A to Z Sports because the tournament is in full swing. The action hasn't disappointed. You saw Illinois go down to Loyola today, the fighting sister jeans. I want to hate that nun so much, but all she is is pure and good. And, uh, and you know, what, whatever your religious affiliation is, she's clearly devoted her life to a higher cause. And all it's doing is rewarding her in good basketball, which infuriates me because I want that to be Indiana. And, you know, I haven't done any of the good things that Sister Jean has done in her life. Anyway, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. You bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. DraftKings Sportsbook, that's why you got to download it. Use the promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use this promo code behind me and just start making money. You're 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 literally wasting your time watching college basketball if you're not. Because bracket sure is helping keeping you in it. Uh, what was your reaction to Isaiah Wilson getting cut? by the Miami Dolphins because he lasted a total of three days on the roster. It's uh, it's a tough scene. Um, could have had T. Higgins, says Lorenzo McNeil. Did he pass the physical, says Bobby Harris? Yes. Um, but let me, because Tom Pelissero had a tweet uh, on Saturday about basically, you know, it. you can very much consider the source on this because it was clearly coming from the team why Isaiah Wilson uh, did not make it more than three days on the roster. And I saw Austin Stanley tweeting out uh, tweeting out videos of what Isaiah was doing over the weekend in South Beach. And, like, you know, we all knew this was going to happen, right, because we've been through this for a year at this point, less than a year at this point, which is crazy that his career, his NFL career has lasted less than a year. But this is from Tom Pelissero because he did pass the physical, remember. Um, among the incidents that led to the Dolphins waving offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson, for sources, he was hours late for his physical. He was late for his onboarding process. He didn't show up for voluntary workouts he had committed to on Thursday and Friday. Team tried to support him, but now moving on. So he did pass the physical, but he was late. He's late for the onboarding thing. He didn't show up when he said he was going to show up, which is all the things that Isaiah Wilson was doing here in Tennessee. And Miami couldn't have bought lower on a dude like Isaiah, um, but all, all you had to do was 
all you had to do is uh, all you had to do is check in with uh, with anybody here in Nashville, and they would tell you, like, yeah, man, this is exactly what's going to happen, and it's only going to get worse because he's in South Beach. Um, Hilm Donald says it's sad. Dude is just wasting talent for opportunities that he would kill for. Ben Boot. Books, I, forgive me, Ben. I, I'm going to bot, botch your last name, so I'll just say send Wilson to Green Bay and get him a shrink. Uh, I don't think that's happening. Bigger bust than Jamarcus Russell, maybe Leaf says Alex M. John Bertotti says sad, just sad. Hope any hope someone can get through to him for his life's sake. Tighten up, JB on Facebook says I saw a video of him riding in the car with his shirt off, vaping with painted fingernails, dude. Oh, JB, dude, like. I, I normally, I don't, I don't have time to like pre-screen the comments, but one, don't use that kind of language in here. You can get the hell out of my show. If you're going to come in here and, and, and use that kind of derogatory language like that is completely and totally unacceptable. I don't care how you feel about anybody. That is, that is a term that is one, probably not yours to use by any stretch of the imagination Two, don't be a hate. Don't be a dick. Like, don't use language like that in here. Be better. Okay. JB, like, I, I, I appreciate you if you're here supporting the show on a regular basis, but if you're going to support it that way, you can get the hell out of here, man. Like I've got no time for shit like that. Move on, be better. Come back when you have, you know, when you're not going to be disgusting that way. Like what? Sorry. I wouldn't have read the comment. You know, if I have more time to, to Jesus, just don't, I hate that. I really, I re- that really bothers me. Don't use that kind of language in here. I'm not surprised by what happened with him, though, says Ronnie Sneed. No, I agree. Um, Barrett Kendrick says, it's hilarious, but we didn't get anything out of it. Expect switching seventh, except switching seventh rounders is what Barrett means to say. Um, Yeah, you got a draft pick out of it. Barrett, you don't have to pay his salary in future years. If you didn't get Miami to take that salary off your hands, you would have continued to pay it next year. And the year after, because you would have been on the hook if you weren't able to go through the arbitration process and get the hell out of the guaranteed money that you would have to dole out to him, you're on the hook for that. Isaiah Wilson would have continued to affect your salary cap in future seasons. It's not about the draft. I mean, it is kind of about the draft pick, but it's about the money that you're not going to have to pay this guy. That's what you, that's how you should look at the, uh, at the deal that way. Uh, Let's see. Um, yo, Buck, guess who was on YouTube instead of Periscope this time, says Evan White. I, I, you know, love to see it, Evan. Thank you for consuming us, no matter uh, where you, uh, no matter where you choose to consume us, because we're all over the place. It's like to, uh, you like to see it. Uh, needs guidance, says Corey Smith. The shame that he got a chance in the NFL, so many don't make it to see, and he squandered and mocked the whole ordeal. Seek help, man, it could be bigger than football. I mean, that's basically what John Robinson said when we talked to him about this about a month ago. Like he kind of laid it out on the line. It was like, man, you uh, you gotta you gotta find uh, you gotta find what you want to do with your life. Uh, John L. Uh, John was more eloquent about it than I just was, but essentially, you know, this guy's got to figure out what he wants to be. Yeah, I think um, you know. Again, it, we we put him on the on the reserve uh, non football illness uh, list there. Uh, I haven't spoken to him since since that list got put out. You know, I think um, you know, we did a lot of work uh, a year ago um, leading up to selecting him. Um, you know, the evaluation process, uh, talking to you know 
different sources, visiting with him countless numbers of times. And um, for whatever reason, you know, the, the, the player that this, this fall was here in Nashville wasn't the guy that was um, that we spent time with last year. Uh, so I think, you know, he's going to have to make a determination um, if he wants to do everything necessary to play pro football. Um, and, and, and that's going to be, you know, on him. Um, so um, I know what the expectation level is here. It's no different than any other player on the football team. You know, we have a certain standard uh, that we want players uh, to prepare and, and, and um, perform at professionally uh, and as people. And um, a lot of work to be done there. How, how do you feel about things at this point? I know you just said you didn't talk to him. How do you feel about where things stand now and how close are you to feeling like you have to move on? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, it's, I'm, I'm constantly monitoring the uh, situation. You know, we have, we have people that are, have been in contact with him um, that I've talked through so kind of third-party-wise. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that one goes. I mean, John called it from the jump, and we all knew what was going on. The Dolphins, you know, may or may not have done their homework, but they said, "Hey, we can't, we can't buy any lower on what a what a, a dude is who's going to be a first round or was a first round talent." Um, and so ultimately, like OG Willikins says, I honestly feel bad for Panda. And here's what I'll say: because initially, when I saw the news, I I reacted in real time, right? And I didn't think about it. I just I laughed. I laughed. I, you know, I didn't laugh out loud, but like I laughed on Twitter in the way that I responded to the initial report. And then, you know, I started to read a lot of the dialogue around it and take a, take a second to kind of consider. Yeah, man, I felt one, I'm probably going to regret being that kind of insensitive because that's, that's not normally, that's not normally, um, you know, I like to think I'm a little more considerate than that. And it's not, you know, it's not changing positions because uh, cancel culture or PC or any of that other dumb stuff. Um, it's just I felt kind of bad about the way that I initially reacted. And because the way that I the way that I kind of reevaluated after I put that initial tweet out there was if he spiraled this quickly and no like actual harm has befallen him. But you know he had all of the chances in the world. He had two NFL teams take give uh, give him an opportunity that he immediately squandered. Um, he has been in risky positions before, whether it's drinking and driving, or wrecking cars, or you know the drug use that he's very public about on his social media. Like what what could happen next is kind of the way that I reevaluated after the fact. So. Because, you know, I had a lot of people like, why would you feel bad for this guy? Why, you know, why? because, you know, just 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 a degree of humanity is why I would be, feel why I feel bad for Isaiah. Like you can you can you know, you're entitled to feel however you want to feel like I'm not here to give you a, give you a, a sermon on morality. I am not I am not a moral compass by any stretch of the imagination. What what Charles Barkley say? I'm not I'm not here to be a role model or something like that. Um, But. You know, I just I don't think that you have to get upset for people get upset at people who feel bad for Isaiah if you don't feel bad for Isaiah. I didn't initially feel bad for Isaiah, and then I thought about, well, yeah, you know what? I mean, honestly, the the thing that came through my head after the fact was what what if what if this dude ends up dead somewhere? 
Like, am I going to laugh then? No, of course not. I'm going to look like an asshole because I tweeted out laughing when he got cut from his second NFL team. Um, so I, I regret that a little bit. And, you know, basically, I, I said this on Twitter to some people, you can, be, you can be happy that he's not your problem. You can be happy that he's not on your football team. But you don't have to, like, hate the dude, right? You don't have to actively root for him to fail. I thought that Roger Saffold and a lot of the players on social media were tweeting out, you know, concern for this guy, praying for this guy, basically, because some of them are are very religiously grounded. And I think that's a good message to send. Um, It I I I reacted poorly to it initially, and I kind of laughed at it out loud. But then after the fact, I was just kind of like, man, this stinks. You know, like what what if something seriously bad? What what? You know, what if he chooses to, what if he chooses to, uh, uh, booze, um, what if he chooses to booze again and he, maybe he doesn't hurt himself, but he, he hurts somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's kind of the way that I'm looking at the Isaiah Wilson situation. So we don't ever have to talk about it again. Honestly, I hope we don't ever have to talk about it again, because if we do, it probably means something bad happened to him and, you know, I'm just not going to be one of those people who's rooting for bad things to happen to Isaiah when he's clearly got some shit to figure out. It's uh, it's tough here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Uh, maybe he shouldn't dance on cars, says Bavin. I mean, you know, like like I'm saying, Bavin, I'm not I'm not telling you that you have to feel bad for Isaiah. There's pl- he's clearly a bit of a he's not a bit of a child. He's a giant child. And he's behaving like somebody who just doesn't care. Steve Haygood says he took millions to do absolutely nothing. Many men, many young men would love to have the chance that he had. Of course, Steve, nobody is disputing that, okay? But I'm not going to, like, root against him to, like, to, to fail as a human because of this. I'm going to hope he gets help, and I'm going to move on with my day. Like, I'm not going to harbor any kind of ill will for this dude. You are allowed uh, – you are allowed to have a degree of humanity about this thing. <laughs> situation. I'm not, you know, again, I'm not mad at you guys. If you feel that way, I'm just kind of like, you know, why, why would you, why would you be super bitter about it when he's not even your problem? Is Isaiah the Titans version of Johnny Manziel says him down? No, Johnny actually played games. Johnny, Johnny started games. Um, Johnny Manziel was decidedly a more productive player than Isaiah Wilson was. If he goes out like Juice World, that's on him. We can't decide that for him, says Quez. Man, I uh, you know I know what you're saying, but like nobody's nobody's clearly he's not listening to anybody, right? But those those are the people that end up going out tragically like that. And if that happens, I'm gonna feel like shit because I initially tweeted out laughing at the idea that he got cut from his second team in three days. Uh. You know, I just have a little bit of a guilty conscience about. It. I'm not telling. You, I'm not saying you have to have a guilty conscience about. It. I'm just saying personally, I'm going to have a little bit, a little, little bit of a guilty conscience about it, um, which is uh, unfortunate. Adam Mooney says, "Hey Buck, how about a heat check? You know what, Adam? That's a good call. Let's move on. Let's do the Tennessee heating and cooling heat check here on a Sunday night. We've spent tons of time on uh, on Isaiah Wilson. It is time to move on. Let me know who got hot." Who cooled off in sports this week? Shout out Adam Moody, Mooney, excuse me, 
for uh, for shuffling the proceedings along because I'll get caught up in my, you know, I talk too much, right? It's why I talk to my, it's literally why they pay me to talk to myself for five and a half hours a day. Who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this weekend? Your Tennessee heating and cooling heat check. While you guys do that, I will tell you about the fine folks who are under the Brimac mechanical umbrella. That's Tennessee heating and cooling. That's because Brimac does uh, uh, commercial HVAC through Brimac. They do residential through Tennessee heating and cooling. It all comes under one Brimac mechanical umbrella. It's all based out of Clarksville. They've got three locations that can service the mid-state, not just Tennessee, but Kentucky as well. They will make sure that you get satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, no matter what your HVAC needs may be. Brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Okay, who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this week? I'm sure many people are going to say their brackets are uh, ice cold, just a disaster, a disaster across the board um, at this point for anybody who, uh, you know, if you had the, I mean, the Tennessee Volunteers, my God. What a disaster that is. And we're not even, you know, I'm only on the on the radio for an hour tomorrow because we're carrying some of the basketball games. But, like, Tennessee, I'm going to spend more time on it probably on the 615 Sessions podcast for the absolute flameout that uh, that happened there. Um, the if you unless, it, unless you have, really, the only thing that you're leaning on at this point that's going to be consistent is Gonzaga. And given how this tournament has gone, I don't even know that you – I mean, you can probably rely on Gonzaga. They're the best team by a mile. But, oh, my God, college basketball. You have North Texas in it. You have Loyola again. Uh, Who else is in there? A bunch of unconventional schools. Oregon State is making like a little bit of a run. It's crazy to me. Uh, Who got hot? Who cooled off? I-Twin says Arkansas. Ryan Blaney got hot. Lewis Chesney says Tyler Reddick cooled off. Uh, in NASCAR, Ronnie Sneed, Vols cooled off. No, I mean, just not even cool off. Like, ice cold, no no pulse, whatever. Dead on arrival. John Bertotti says, uh, cold my bracket. Oral Roberts got effing hot, says Kenneth, 100%. Oral Roberts in the tournament? God, what a, what a, our front multiplicity call. <laughs> That's a good, Tyler, I, I don't have, I know Zach gives like likes and loves of the show. I don't have the ability to do that uh, in here, but that's a really good comment. Good job out of you. <laughs> Their <laughs> front with multiplicity cooled off. John Morant got hot against the Warriors last night. Yeah, but they didn't have Curry. Like they, thank God they beat the Warriors once without Curry because the the game that they the first game that they lost in that series, I was not impressed with. Uh, let us see. Talk about the Browns. Is Jack <laughs> immediately? No. What what do I care about the Browns? The Browns are useless. I can't believe anyone pays you to do this. Says O'Grady O five O. Uh, yeah, you know, they're, uh, not the, you know, not the flex my bank account, but they're paying me a hell of a lot to keep doing this. So Grady. So, uh, sucks for you. <laughs> Humanity is fine, but look at his actions. Says Steve. Hey, good. I'm sorry, but I hope he moves on from football. Terrible attitude to be on any team. Uh, yeah. Talking about Isaiah fighting Illini froze, man. Uh, Kofi Coburn looked exhausted to get today against Loyola. And it's, it's a crime, honestly, that Loyola, is in there as an eight seat. That is so, one, it's not fair to Illinois. Two, it's not fair to Loyola. Just, at, and honestly, it makes me hate Indiana basketball so much more than I already do. I hate, hate, hate all things Indiana basketball. Every time I watch any of these competent tournament teams because you wouldn't win at a place like Loyola of Chicago with a dude who looks like, uh, 
who looks like the uh, oh god, what's the uh, what's the guy's name from Super Troopers? I'm I'm with the mustache. I'm blanking. He's in Beer Fest too. You guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, the, I'm blanking on the I'm blanking on the big man's name for Loyola of Chicago, but he he looks like a cartoon character. Uh, Buck, uh, Buck, I need your job, says Jarrell. Yeah, but Jarrell, if you came for my job, then I wouldn't have my job, and I can't have that. I love you, buddy, but uh, and Godspeed, Kraut, Krautwig, West Patrick, twenty five says yes. Far, Farva, <laughs> Farva from. Uh, from uh, Super Troopers, Ramrod. Oh my God, I cannot with Krautwig from uh, from Loyola of Chicago. It makes me so upset to watch a team like that advance to uh, to the third round of the NCAA tournament. Braun might be out for the season, says Cordy Jackson. Really, I hadn't seen that yet. Did he get hurt tonight? Philan saying that as well. Um, I haven't had a chance to check my phone, but I saw that Oral Roberts beat Florida to go to the Sweet 16 today. Um, I did not, you know, the Lakers would be in, you know, the Lakers would be in a very, very bad spot if LeBron's done for the season. Um, how about a liter of cola, Buck? <laughs> a liter of cola. This is Kenneth, I love it. High ankle sprain, says Adam Mooney. Man, that would stink. I saw I saw uh, LaMelo is out, Chemical Brother. That is unfortunate. I really, really, I've really, really enjoyed watching LaMelo play. Anyway. Who got hot? Who cooled off? Uh, Loyola of Chicago is the only answer. Like Loyola of Chicago, the fighting uh, sister jeans. I am a Loyola coach to Indiana. Your feelings, says Wes Patrick. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Wes, I don't know. What, I don't know if Wes specifically is a Vols fan. I think you guys understand, as many of you as Vols fans, how I feel about my basketball program. You guys feel about your football team. It, it doesn't matter who's going to be. Uh, who's going to be? Uh, coaching Indiana. They're going to get fired in three years. I'm going to hate them after two. I'm going to hate them after two and a half, and it's just going to become poisonous. I mean, this is the state of Indiana basketball. Um, I don't, you know, I want Nate Oates. I want, I mean, honestly, you know what? No, I don't want Nate Oates. I don't want uh, Porter Moser of Loyola. I want Rick Pitino because he's going to win a championship. It's going to be fantastic for the year that he's there. They're going to void it out in five when he goes down in some massive scandal, but at least I will have winning basketball in my life. Give me Rick Pitino and all of the heartbreak that will result after the fact. That's the only thing that I want. I like Heupel, so can't relate to Evan White. I mean, you know, Godspeed. Honestly, Evan, um, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the optimism about Josh Heupel. By the way, we're going to talk about Vols football this week and spring practice tentatively scheduled to begin on Tuesday. So we will look forward to discussing that and position groups with you. Buck, you're from Indy, says Max Cristiano. I'm from, uh, long story short, my family is from Evansville. I am half Egyptian. I have lived all over the place. My parents came back from the Middle East to have me in Evansville, Indiana. So technically my hometown, even though I didn't spend the majority of my life there, is Evansville, Indiana. Uh, yes. We talking Vols on Tuesday, says Evan C. White. Yes, we are talking Vols on a Tuesday. We're going up on a Tuesday. So, uh, story, uh, FKU football. I haven't seen anything about Kansas football, but I know it's a mess. Anyway, what I know is not a mess. I mean, this, the, uh, the, uh, the comment section is always a mess, but you know what? It's a beautiful mess. You guys are beautiful. I love hanging out with you every Sunday to Thursday, not on the primetime show, uh, it does not have to. Uh, it does not have to end here, just because our time has concluded. Guess what? I'm on the radio 
for uh, is Buck short for an Egyptian name? Says Dirk at time. No, actually, Buck is a nickname. Buck is not my. Thank God, uh, Buck is not my uh, my uh, Buck is not the first name on my birth certificate. So that may surprise some of you. Bloomington, Indiana, in the house says Jason Wilson. I went to Bloomington. I went to IU Bloomington. Um, so I'm a proud Hoosier grad. Uh, but Buck is a nickname that was given to me in Bloomington and something that my boss is very much like. So that is what I ended up using. It's like Trey Wingo, who was on the radio show on, what was that, Wednesday. It's like Trey Wingo. Trey, Trey, Trey's real first name is Howell. So perhaps on the podcast, the 615 Sessions podcast, if you guys want me to answer a mailbag question about my full name, because it is very ethnic, and it is not uh, the the journey from how it got from what it was to Buck Rising. You know, it may be itself involved, but if some of you care, all you got to do is slide in my Instagram DMs at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G, just as you spell it below. You can ask it for the Music City Mailbag on the 615 Sessions podcast, and I will be happy to expand on it at length. But not here because our time is done. I'll see you tomorrow morning on 104.5 The Zone. I'm only on for an hour tomorrow because The Zone is carrying college basketball. But in that hour, we're going to have Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports, The Athletic. Bruce is going to be our Mock Draft Monday guest. Bruce has the best mock draft in the business because he actually talks to all of these college football coaches and he gets calls from the NFL people to find out about these college coaches and these college prospects that are coming in. You're going to love it. 10 to 11 tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. Then we'll be back here for primetime. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your evening. What little of your Sunday remains. I will see you on the radio tomorrow at 10. And then tonight, or tomorrow night, on primetime, if I can keep my schedule straight, at 8 p.m. Central Time or thereabouts. But you know damn sure we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And we're going to have a lot of energy doing it. Because the week is just starting. So you know I'm not tired yet. Let's go! Oh!